Again and welcome to I've Got a Beatles podcast with Dave and Chris, and we're going to be talking about a controversial figure in the Beatle world, uh, but someone who's eternally fascinating at her advanced age of 83 years old, if you can believe it. Uh, wow. Yeah, we're going to spend today's episode uh, not talking about Yoko Ono's role in the Beatles as uh, John Lennon's wife or... or in the breakup or any of that, but actually talking about Yoko as an artist and singer in her own right. So I think, I, I hope this will be interesting. And if you've, if you've been kind of hesitant or dismissed Yoko's work in the past, just on the basis of someone's imitation, uh, I hope you'll give this a chance and hope you like something. Yoko's an easy target sometimes with the, especially some of the songs where there's a little bit more, uh, warbly scream singing <laughs> uh scream singing <laughs> yeah but uh, in fact full albums full of it yeah uh, <laughs> sometimes uh but uh she has a lot of particularly uh, uh good songs in more more recent years she's done a lot of collaborations where artists who really like her work uh want to do do uh uh songs with her we'll hear a few examples of those yeah uh so we just thought we'd go through and pick some of our favorite yoko tunes and share them with you and see if you like them so i i'd i'd suggest give it a chance yes yes (laughs) yeah and that you know it's something people forget about yoko is that she's not just some evil woman i mean she does have a musical background uh she was trained on piano and uh did write actually a lot of songs so even if you're maybe not a big fan of the of her voice uh at least give the songs a try because i think you'll find some interesting ones in our list today well why don't you start us off all right well we we have you know the classic pick them for me yep in the usual uh, chris and dave (laughs) fashion here so i he knows mine i don't know his again we're back to that uh routine (laughs) <laughs> so we we started the episode with Kiss 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 from Double Fantasy Stripped Down and uh, why'd you pick that song what uh, what stands out I mean it's a really famous tune but what do you like about it I really uh, uh when we did an episode on Double Fantasy and Double Fantasy Stripped Down that one really stood out to me the stripped down version kind of made me appreciate it a little bit more tend to pick more of her songs where the lyrics kind of make some sense. But I also <laughs> like this when the lyrics, she does a thing sometimes when the lyrics just go off on a left turn. And mm-hmm. I feel like Kiss, Kiss, Kiss does that a couple times. And uh, I, I enjoy it. It's got kind of a, 
a, a, a pun, a new agey vibe too. Yeah. That, that not, not too dissimilar than to Blondie or something like that. So that's why I like that one. Yeah. And <laughs> the, the one I'm going to start out with is probably her most famous solo song without, well, I mean, John is on it, but it's famous for a different reason. And it was the last thing that John Lennon was working on before he was shot. In fact, the same night uh, is what he, he was clutching the uh, the tapes uh, on you know, on the last night. So that's the her song, Walking on Thin Ice. think of john's guitar playing on walking on thin ice <laughs> yeah some some <laughs> yeah it's pretty powerful uh, uh why'd you pick uh walking on thin ice uh, uh partially for the story around it but also i think it's uh, got really good lyrics about the unpredictability of life which particularly was uh a factor in that song in that time uh i like the fact that it's got a it's good dance feel very much, it was a big dance hit. It actually hit number fifty-eight in the U.S. Uh, and number th- uh, in the thirties in the U.K. So it was a pretty big hit for Yoko. Uh, and I don't know, it's just a, an intensity about it that I really like lyrically, musically, and and John is apparently playing his old Rickenbacker uh, three twenty-five from the Beatle days, and he's using uh. the the tremolo on it, which he hadn't played for a long time. So you can you can hear that tremolo with a wow on there yeah. so it's a very powerful song i think yeah I'll, i think a running theme through a lot of these is uh john's gonna be on several of them yeah and in a pretty standout role including this next one from first one a uh, second one really from me mm-hmm. uh uh this is from an album it was a double album called approximately infinite universe and it's a really rocking album uh, uh pretty much her first now, I don't know first venture into just like straight up rock and roll uh and but there's a really cool song on it called Death of Samantha Ooh. 
Every day I thank God that I'm such a cool baby. Sultry on that one. Yeah, very bluesy. Yeah, I thought oh, the music is just great on that one. Yeah. But uh, I, I I really doubly like this one, probably over the rest of the uh, album, uh, just because of the, particularly the lyrics of this. She's talking about being per, being perceived as cool, mm. uh, uh, ha, uh, uh, having being a woman, hiding her feelings for the sake of outward appearances hmm. uh, and i think that's a really good uh <laughs> you know <laughs> l- lyrical choice for this song it's a, you know and about for, her. It's for, yeah. especially particularly cool song yeah <laughs> so well next up i have a, a fairly recent track and this one is from her album in 2009 uh called the album is called between my head and the sky and uh it, it's got I remember seeing this actually. I think it was on Jimmy Fallon. Uh, she actually performed it live with the Plastic Ono band, which mainly consisted of Sean. And that's something that uh, has happened. Sean took over for his father, kind of in a way. Uh, John was her biggest advocate when he was alive, and then now Sean's been helping to record a lot of her music lately. So this is the uh, first song on the album called "Waiting for the D Train." stuff there from yoka gotta have some scream singing uh before too long here so (laughs) (laughs) what uh what do you think sean brings to yoko that well what do you think john brought to her songs and what do you think sean brings to her songs 
Well, these these uh, uh, ones that uh, there are a couple albums here where uh, Sean sort of accompanies her, yeah, um, in different forms with with different bands. But uh, uh, this this one particularly brings sort of a, a punk rock edge, yes, sort of a modern take on on her. Whereas John, it was still rock; it was still your your old classic rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, definitely, and you can hear that a lot in this this track. It's very stripped down. I think it sounds like there's just three instruments, guitar, drums, and bass, pretty much, and then uh, like a punk trio going at it. And, yeah. And if you want to see an interesting version, there's a, a YouTube video of Iggy Pop singing this with Yoko, and they're dancing around the stage. And it's, <laughs> it's hard to believe Yoko's 80 years old. That she, At the time, she was like running around the stage and... Looks great. So uh, that was that's a pretty fun track to watch. Yeah, it's it's uh, uh, interesting how uh, often some of these songs that we're playing in this this one are covered. Yeah, because uh, yeah, there was a cover of that one, and uh, I got one coming up uh, after a bit that has uh, like three or four covers wow. of it. So pretty pretty cool. Um, this next song, uh, I uh, uh, there's a great video that goes with this. I think they played this on either the Mike Douglas show or one of those one of those uh uh longer uh guest performances. Uh it was the first time I became aware of this song and uh it is from her uh album Fly back in nineteen seventy one and it's called Mrs. Lennon. Mrs. Lennon, sort of a sorrowful Very. Uh, sounding piece. Uh, 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 once again, sort of lyrically, uh, kind of about how she's perceived. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, which I thought was interesting. Now, there's a, a interesting tidbit. If you, you might just vaguely, if you've never heard that song before, might just be like, hmm, I kind of remember those lyrics or those, the music is familiar to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, particularly if you're a big star fan. There's a song on Third Sister Lovers called Holocaust, 
and then it sounds exactly like this. Oh. And when pressed on it, uh, online somewhere it says that it just uses, like, oh, Holocaust used this the music for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, it's not credited to, to, to Yoko or oh. John or anything. Uh, when pressed on it, Alex Chilton, in an interview, uh, later said, well, I had heard that album, I probably... Without meaning to subconsciously, George Harrison, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my sweet lord style, right? Plagiarized the the chords mm. to it, so it's not exactly the same. There's some there's some differences, but uh, uh, interesting. Uh, it's pretty. And Holocaust is very very sorrowful song. Wow. Yeah, so. very very haunting. Yeah. So uh, the my next choice is actually from around the same period, and it's. Uh, on the double album sometime in new york city and if you know anything about yoko you know she's very much a feminist and and john always claimed to be a feminist as well Uh, but this is a one of the songs that's accompanied by elephant's memory oh yeah yeah from the ragtag bunch of elephant memory elephant's memory uh and this is her song sisters oh sisters Male chauvinist pig engineer. <laughs> right on, sister. <laughs> lost our green land. We lost our green air. We lost our true wisdom. And we lived in So Sisters, Oh Sisters, from sometime in New York City. They're kind of a, I don't know, what do you, how do you describe the feel of that one? Almost like a, a 50s uh, dance tune or something. Yeah, kind of retro at yeah. that point. Yeah, definitely a lot of fun, and you can really hear that uh, Elephant's Memory, that whole album really stands out with the saxophone player really honking away in the back <laughs> on that one, so... Uh, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of a lot of uh, uh, political stuff on that album yes, too. Yes, so absolutely, it fits in pretty good with, uh, you know, woman is the you know. Yes, <laughs> you know, exactly that, that one. Yeah. So and Angela and yep. some of those. So, uh, yeah, interesting, yeah. interesting. So what do you have uh, next? Well, uh, what I have is a song from one of the two collections that she did with a bunch of guest stars. Uh, called Yes, the album was called Yes, I'm a Witch. Now that's, <laughs> she has a song called Yes, I'm a Witch that was on a previous album, but she did a, 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 a album called Yes, I'm a Witch and then second one called Yes, I'm a Witch 2. Mm. Uh, both of which, uh, it's guest stars throughout. The guest star on this song is Anthony and the Johnsons. Who? Anton, Anthony <laughs> is now 
called by a different name because uh, Anthony was a male and now is a uh, woman. Oh. But this is a great song called Toy Boat. Basically, these are these these two albums are covers of her own songs with with, with other, her on them. Uh, yeah, with her on them. So uh, this is a great version of Toy Boat. I'm waiting for a boat to help me out of here. Mm-hmm. Waiting for a boat to help me out. The boat that reached my shore was a toy boat. Waiting for a boat to help me out I'm dreaming of a lake I've never seen before mm-hmm. Dreaming of a lake I've never seen The lake I've seen last was a picture lake mm-hmm. Dreaming of a lake I've never seen Toy, but uh, uh, lyrically, it's sort of about like uh, having an expectation of something, and then it turns out to be a false thing. Mm-hmm. Or like a lot of mirages, uh, a castle full of flies. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a nice lyric. image. Yeah, yeah. But I, I really think they do something pretty cool with the music uh, yeah. on, on that version. So yeah. uh, uh, I, I'd suggest uh, diving into Anthony's and the Johnsons, particularly. There's a he uh, he was performed on uh, uh, this soundtrack concert film to uh, the Leonard Cohen "I'm Your Man" mm. and sang uh, just an absolutely beautiful rendition of uh, one of one of Leonard Cohen songs. So seek that out. Yeah, worth uh, checking out. I think out. it was "If I If It Be Your Will." I think it just blows okay. your mind. Excellent. Wow, so, very so. cool. Yeah, yeah, great song too. So. We're going to go to something very different next. Oh. Uh, yes. Uh, Yoko's first uh, solo album with John, really, was called Yoko Ono Plastic Ono Band. And mm-hmm. it has the same cover, basically, as the John Lennon Plastic Ono Band with just the two of them reversed in the picture. Mm-hmm. And that's actually the same personnel. So on drums, you have Ringo. On guitar, John. And on bass, Klaus Vormann. So quite a group right there, just that trio, and uh, it's the album is uh, a bit of an acquired taste, let me say. Uh, (laughs) But I picked this one because 
first of all, the title, it's got to be one of the best titles of a song ever written. And also the inspiration of it is kind of interesting. The uh, Supposedly Yoko got the inspiration by hearing a drone played by George Harrison on the sitar. Mm-hmm. And so that, and Ringo's drumming kind of went around it. So if we start the song maybe a little bit, uh, a little maybe a minute in, uh, you'll get to hear the drone, and then it kind of kicks into the the quote unquote song. Uh, but the name of the song, and wait for it here, it's Greenfield Morning. I pushed an empty baby carriage all over the city. That's uh, definitely uh, experimental. Yeah, uh, one, one of the, <laughs> but one of the better experimental uh, uh, pieces uh, on that uh, particular album. And yeah, it, it's first. Of, it's, it's hard to believe that's Ringo. First of all, on this album, because you don't expect Ringo to play like this. But the whole album is really like playing very freely and kind of pretty great, actually. So worth worth checking out for Ringo. But also, there's just a very, yeah, like you say, experimental vibe. And her experiments work better when there's actually kind of a groove going instead yeah. of just free form, free jazz, free noise kind of thing, which is kind of hard to listen to. But that at least has a cool groove to it. So, And the best title ever, as I mentioned. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, wow. Worth it, worth it for that. So. Yeah. Um, I'm going to jump to the album Rising. That's a 1996 album. Which uh, 
uh, to date has sold 11,000 copies. Oh, so wow. Not, and you're not, one of them? <laughs> not a, a big draw for people. but no. uh, And once again, she's backed uh, by uh, backing band IMA, which is a Japanese word for now, mm. which included uh, Sean Lennon and some other people. Yeah. So, um, but I, I really like this one song on that album called Turned the Corner. So let's have a listen to that. there you could interpret as she's talking about john there uh but it's actually about uh, a lot of her friends were uh passing away of aids oh wow. and and so the lyric uh, uh i was just having a laugh but suddenly my friends are gone and i didn't know that life would be so long uh, i just think it's a real uh, interesting uh lyric and i uh, kind of a haunting guitar there yeah, very, in the middle so right yeah, I can really tell the influence of Sean on that one. You can, it almost sounds like it could be a Sean song uh, with different with him singing it with different sounds. But uh, So next up, I'm going to go uh, back to the album that Yoko did right after John died, uh, which was called Season of Glass. A very scary, haunting, sad album, obviously, in 1981. Uh, there's blood-spattered sunglasses on the cover and... Uh, there's gunshots on some, on some songs. It's pretty uh, powerful stuff. But uh, there's a song on here that I think is very pretty, and it's a, a ballad, and it's called Nobody Sees You Like I Do. Ooh, 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 ooh. 
Right before the sax solo. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's very pretty. Yeah. You don't hear Yoko harmonizing with herself too often, but it sounds nice yeah. there. Very. Yeah, she should do it more often. I really. know. I know. It sounds very nice. That's As I said, it's a really haunting album because of the timing of it. So uh, it's, it's yeah. yeah pretty powerful. You know, most people would shy away from... I mean, she's it's a, it speaks highly to her artistry that she can sort of open herself up, yeah, big time, and just like yeah. let you see what's going on with her. There's a lot of vulnerability, and she's a very brave woman in a lot of ways. I think yeah. for for doing those sorts of things. So, yeah. Uh, now this one is from well, really, it was B side. I think to Cold Turkey. I'm not 100 percent sure of this. Uh, but it was on. If you get the wedding album now, it's oh. on the extended version of the wedding album. And I spin that one all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there are a couple songs that they added to the wedding album that are pretty good songs. And this this uh, one, you'll hear her at the beginning, sort of uh, singing, and then the song kicks in, and it's very also a very pretty song called "Listen, the Snow Is Falling." Snow is falling everywhere Snow is falling all the time All the time Now, I think there's a, a different version of that uh, as the B-side to the Happy Christmas War is Over single, which kind of makes sense with the snow is falling. True. <laughs> so, But I, I just, uh, this version I think is very pretty. Yeah, it is. That, that's something that's also overlooked in, I think, I hope we've shown you so far, is that Yoko has a lot, her music has a lot of different styles and different sounds. It's not always the stereotypical scream singer yeah. that you hear made fun of all the time it's it's there's a lot more depth to it and, yeah uh, she's not always in a bag when she's singing no she's either. not in a bag she's not <laughs> <laughs> not in bed she's not <laughs> exactly so that's a great choice uh my my last song proper uh for the episode here 
uh, is a song also from Double Fantasy, and it's short. It, to me, it's just short and sweet, and just rocking. And uh, it's called "Give Me Something." That's more or less the whole song. <laughs> that's pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a guitar solo, and that's it. Yeah. So, what do you think of "Give Me Something"? Oh yeah, I like it. I, it's once again that sort of that vibe of the uh, uh, punk rock kind of, mm-hmm. kind of like hard rock thing. But I like the, all the ohs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just real tight on the band too. It sounds great. Well, uh, I, I think her songs on all on, all the songs on Double Fantasy even. Yes, I'm your angel, and mm-hmm. yeah, they're all pretty good. They all have, have their own style and uh, different sounds. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for, I, you know, you wonder what would happen if, if you know, John hadn't died. If, if she would have been able to develop, the two of them probably would have developed into a an act that yeah. that together, and all of their albums probably would have been split like that. Right. Right. I would imagine. I don't think his next album would just be him solo, and he'd be like, "Yeah, y'all go get out of here." No, I don't think so. Not after. <laughs> so, no. My next choice is another one from the album "Between My Head and the Sky." Uh, this one, uh, and that that album came out two thousand nine, and uh, uh, pretty popular in the uh, uh, community. Uh, this song has actually been covered like two or three times by different people. Um, and it's called I'm Going Away Smiling. I'm going away smiling. Thinking of our life How we were good for each other How we knew When I came to you I was all black and blue You just smiled and said Your love was true We had a great time, didn't we? Never knew this was how it would be
Wow, very pretty. It, it's almost classical. Uh, the the chord progression is very reminiscent of classical music, and with the it sounds like a cello or something on it too. Yeah, uh, it's just really emotional. Yeah, I'm I'm a real sucker too for these. You know, you know how much I like you tell me the pop. Yeah. Yeah. these sort of like I'm looking. I'm an older person. I'm looking back on my life. Mm-hmm. Kind of songs really get me. Yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, uh, I think that one's a real, real pretty one. So yeah, yeah. And it, there's just so much to be explored here. And yeah, you're not going to like everything, but uh, I, I hope through this whole episode that you've gotten at least some uh, songs you might want to spin again and found interesting and worth a listen. So yeah, uh, for yeah. sure. Let's so, go out with one more of yours, Dave. What, yeah. what, what do you want? I'm going to go out want? with uh, one more. This is from a pretty recent album of hers. Uh, and the, the song, it's just funny. There's a funny video that goes with it, too. It's from... Yeah, like Ira Glass? And yeah, people Ira Glass is in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the album has an interesting title, Take Me to the Land of Hell. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I guess that's where we are now. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so the song is is very funny, and she's this is kind of her funny, quirky side, I think. And it's a song called "Bad Dancer." So, I know you're. You, we've played this before, I believe. Yeah, we played it on one of those uh, gift episodes. So. Yeah, because it had just come out at that time. But uh, yeah, yeah. We'll I'm glad we. T- I'm glad we talked, Yoko. I hope you give some of these songs a, a chance. Yeah, <laughs> I hope you listen to this episode. <laughs> Because <laughs> I know a lot of people are just like, forget it. Uh, yeah, I'm not it. But I, I have a lot of respect for Yoko. I love her. I love, uh, you know, I'm, I'm. The more older I get, the more I, I get. I don't want to see negative stuff all the time. No. So it's hard to be on Facebook. It's hard to be on Twitter. But it, Yoko just seems to be a positive yeah. person who's just consistently putting positive stuff out there, and I, I really appreciate her. Yeah, and she's really lived, when you look back on it, a pretty amazing life. And I think history will remember her pretty positively, uh, even after all the the bad stuff that had happened with the end of the Beatles. I think uh, history will will tell a different story. Well, well, she's a great person, but she's a bad dancer, right? (laughs) You got it. So let's check it out, and we will catch you next time. When your heart is dancing... Your mind is bouncing. Bounce, 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 Right man like the sand, waiting to see the land. Place your bet, watch your step. I'm a bad dancer with no regrets. Come on, place your bet.
never, never.